information is free. The law There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my god. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to This Was Criticast. My name is Larry. It's an absolute pleasure being here with you for yet another week of madness. Wanted to do an episode on Hi-Fi last week, but yeah, it was just too hectic, especially with the other work I'm doing. I was like, oh, gosh, why am I doing this? I was going to kill myself. And you don't want to have, you don't want to have one of those episodes where people in the future are going to be like, yeah, he did that at some point in his life. No one wants that. Ain't nobody got time for that. What do we got this week? I'm going to talk about uh, the news first. I'm going to go fast track through the news in the first half or first part of the show. And then I'm also going to talk about uh, Haifa. I'm going to give it a uh, rundown of what I thought about Haifa. And then finally, I'm going to talk about nudes. Yeah, nudes and relationships with some of your viewpoints. And speaking of news, the uh, or rather news, the big story this week has got to be, do, be with that allegation that Miss, uh, you know, Miss World Zimbabwe, Emily Kachete, has actually got nudes out there that are out there. And an article came out in which she allegedly say that uh, she had these uh, nudes, you know, and she had a relationship with some guy some t- time ago, and now they're out. Funny thing is, it's just like uh, last year, you know, with, uh, what's her name? Um, Tavis Wapiri. We have not seen the nudes. I'm beginning to feel like this. there's something weird that's going on. Because we haven't actually seen the nudes. Not saying they don't exist, but the one, you know, you get stories about them being viral and all that sort of thing, but nobody's actually seen them. Nobody's actually standing there and saying, okay, there. And if they're so viral, just imagine if we're in a, in a WhatsApp group and they're sent and 100 people in a WhatsApp group. How many people are those news going to get through to? Surely at some point, like that Tejara story, picture, they're going to get out. So I don't know. It's weird. I'm not suggesting anything. It's just weird. In other news, uh, t- tell us how. Yeah, they, they got a reprieve from, um, remember they had their license cancelled and people started panicking and so forth. They got a reprieve. After a high court judge said that the Post and Telecommunications Regulatory Authority uh, of Zimbabwe overreacted by cancelling their license. They called it overzealous. So Telesol can actually operate until the matter is, uh, is resolved either way. Then if it's resolved and everything's cool, say, hey, Telesol carries on. Also happening this past week, oh, in South Africa, female rapists were reported to have attacked a man in Port Elizabeth. Now, we thought this was something that we just did in Zimbabwe, like, yo, female rapists. Now, someone made a joke, like, you know, where are these female rapists? I would like to be accosted by three women and, you know, have them have their way with me and all this sort of thing. I don't know if anyone want, really wants that to happen. But anyway, this guy was apparently... Uh, uh, you know, abducted at eight in the morning uh, while standing on the side of the road. They came and pretended to ask him for directions to, uh, and then he got there, they pulled out a gun, he got in, they gave him a drink, he went, uh, they had their way. And they ran away with his semen in a cooler box. Some people are skeptical about this. They say, you know, it could be a situation where a guy goes out and spends all his money and then on his way home, because it's like eight in the morning. And then, you know, I don't know, it's just weird. Just the weirdest thing, I don't know. World Press Freedom Day was on this past week. And for me, it's just kind of important. 
mainly because I'm in the, in, in the media uh, business. And uh, yeah, I think that the public should have a right to information. That's, that's fundamental for me. Uh, you know, a right of access to information, right of, to know, right to all that. You can choose not to know, but you should have right to access that information. That's kind of important. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. In the quick, fast news, uh, on the other side, we'll talk about Haifa. Yeah. Yes, I got to have an interview with Beatenberg. You can catch it on 3mob.com. It was really fun. Yeah, totally fun. Yeah, I know. It was like crazy. Anyway, the name is Larry. You're listening to the Query Cast. And uh, right now, I'm going to talk about my Haifa highlights. And uh, essentially, just an overall review of Haifa. It was a very different type of Haifa. Going into Haifa, I can tell you that a lot of people had trepidation, like, oh gosh, what sort of Haifa are we going to get this time? Why? Because there weren't that many big names. You know, Beatenberg was coming, yeah, Salif Keita was coming, and, you know, you had uh, a couple of other acts that, you know, got some sort of repeat, but those are the, like, the big headline acts, and people are like, oh gosh, it's Haifa this year, I got Dakwa, whatever it is, I don't know. But, uh, spending time at Haifa this year, I felt like it was a, a proper festival, by a proper festival, like, it gave you a lot of new stuff, a lot of stuff that you're not going to get access to via regular promoters. And, and that, for me, is what Haifa is about. Now, for example, let me give you another. There's this band all the way from, uh, what country was it? Well, from Mozambique called Grand Marsh. They played a reggae. The lead singer, um, coincidentally enough, guess what? She's born in Zimbabwe, which is pretty awesome. She's like, yeah, a great reggae band. Also, uh, another band that was uh, quite interesting was a group, group that is based in, uh, or rather comes from Australia, Two of the guys in that group were actually born in Zimbabwe at the um, St. Anne's or Avenues, one of those hospitals, I can't remember what it was. The band is called True Vibe Nation, and they've got this really cool thing that they uh, have, which is a human drum machine or whatever it is, and they get human beings to stand on stage, and they connect them somehow, and they turn them into instruments. It's pretty awesome, yeah. Also, there was um, there was some, uh, this group from, from uh, Germany, Digits. It was very exciting and, uh, you know, the coming out party for V Mukarati, those who got to see it uh, live on the, on the, what is it, the Coca-Cola Green on the, uh, on, on the Saturday night. Yeah, that was really intense. It was really exciting stuff. Yeah, you know, I've always seen uh, V as one of those artists that's always, uh, you know, plays under the radar, except when he's doing, you know, stuff with uh, Jason LaRue, but essentially he's always been that guy who does alternative type of music, but him performing at such a huge stage and the way the crowd responded to him was pretty awesome. Then, of course, the big acts, Beatenberg, totally amazing. And, uh, yeah, I loved them. And, of course, uh, I was surprised by how many songs kids knew from these guys because, you know, I, I think I know about three or four songs. And it was like, wow, kids know their songs. And then Salif Keita came and brought it down. In an interview with him on the, uh, or with him, but press conference that that that, that he hosted uh, on the day before the, uh, uh, on the day before he performed, I asked him whether he had anything new, given the fact that this was like his fourth or fifth hyphen, and given that the last time he came to Zimbabwe wasn't really that impressive, but yeah, he came and brought it down, and I was like, yeah, Salif, yeah, you're a man, you're a man. And seeing Hope Masika on stage as well was pretty intense. Uh, I remember seeing at Book Cafe back in the days, performance like three, ten, you know, people, whatever it is. And now she's on stage. And she, I remember her actually being on open mic at Book Cafe a couple of years ago. I was talking about seven, eight, nine years ago. So, 
Pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, got to see Shingai Shonio, who just came, slipped into the country and performed with uh, Manifest. And that, that was nice. I liked that. Chashe, remember? Uh, Chashe, she's got a song with Tinashe Makura, that song called Riyaz um, Okupenga. Actually performed at Haifa too. So all in all, as far as the art was concerned, musically, that was dope. Also, the theater products were pretty good. Hila, that was pretty intense. I got in to to interview um the 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 girl who does uh, the part who acts um, in Hila. It's a one woman play uh, on my show on ZFM, and uh, yeah, it was a very interesting story about a woman who had the cells taken from her, and people started making loads of money, and all sorts of research has, has taken place, and she never she never knew that happened to her. So yeah, all in all, and as far as the art was concerned, it was an awesome hi-fi. The turnout could have been a little bit better, but you're talking about over 1,300 artists, uh, almost 200 performances in six days. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the theme for this year was Articulate, and I think they did articulate what they wanted to do. Shout out to the team. I'm looking forward to next year's hi-fi. Yeah, so now let's get into DJ Simak's top five tracks you should be listening to right now. And on the other side, I ask, should you send news to your partner? And if so, what precautions should you take? Your views also in that sense. Focus, hold up my opponents. Yeah, I catch DJ C-Mac on Star FM every Friday between 4.30 and 5 p.m. The name is Larry, you listen to the Criticast, and right now, in light of uh, the first story I talked about today, uh, the nude gate, like news and so forth, and now revenge porn and all that other stuff and whatnot, uh, I asked the question, should people send out nude photos themselves? You know, to their partners. Not not like put them on social media. That's a bad idea. But should you be sending pictures to your partner and all sort of thing? Let me first get your views out there. And then I will say one or two things on the topic. I think it's not. I think if you want to do something with your life at some point. Worse if you're in the public. If you're in the, like, the public. Uh, if you're in the limelight. If you're going to be a model. If you're going to be a musician. musician going to be a politician. At some point. If you want to get into management at your workplace, nobody wants to have to be associated with someone who's nudes all over the internet. Then I really honestly don't see a problem with sending nudes to your partner. I mean, it's a way of of enjoying the the, the, the intimacy, the sexuality, the relationship, keeping the fire burning. You know, getting it all exciting. But you know, with these recent scandals, it really does pose like a, a safety or a security concern 
in as far as how much you can trust the other person to actually keep those nudes to themselves. So I think people that do 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 send nudes um could probably look into like not having your face in the picture. You know, I don't know how effective that is, but you know, it possibly you could possibly deny if your face is not there. I don't know how effective that would be. But yeah, um, I personally haven't sent news because I've always been afraid of you know something like this happening where someone would gun revenge porn against you or drop your news or whatever. So that's basically why I don't do it. But I really don't condemn anyone who does it. You know, if you're gonna do it, do it. But you know, be sure that you put in safety measures if possible so that things like this don't happen where you now get an opportunity taken away from you over something really petty. Well, I'm totally against um, sending nude pics to your partner because of this precedence of this revenge porn issue. Um, at the same time, of course, I've never sent uh, any of my nude pics. But what I can see is that, you know, it, it doesn't start with your partner asking you for a nude pic. It just starts with, you know, send me a selfie. And then from a selfie, it's like, what are you wearing? Then from there, it goes like, let me see what's inside, what you're wearing. And when people are in love and they just send these pictures innocently, in quotes. But then with this issue of um, revenge porn and these short-lived relationships, I would advise against sending nude pics. Um, I just don't think it's, it's worth it in the end. Um, I have taken a couple nudes before, but I'm always skillful about it. I mean, I don't take it in a way that I have distinguishing features showing or it's a background that you can identify that's showing. Like if my pictures, if my parents or my family were to see the picture, they wouldn't know that it's their house. You know, it can go either way. So I feel like that's the smart thing to do. If you're going to take a nude, don't take it in a place that they can pin back to you or don't take it with a feature that they can pin back to you because the one feature we were looking for in those nudes was the scar that Emily has from her birth. So there you have it, your views. Some people say, yes, I will do it. Let's do it. Yay. And others will be like, no, 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 because you know, you might have a great job in the future and so forth. And I say, you know what? Do it if you want to do it. Don't do it if you don't want to do it, do it. I think we're focusing on the wrong thing here. Nudes are not the issue. Otherwise, we'd be like, don't have sex with a person in case they go and tell other people that they had sex with you and they're going to spread it around and make it such a big deal and so forth. Don't do this. Because you know what? Nudes have got nothing to do with nothing. There's a symptom of something else. There's a symptom of a broken down, rubbish, stupid, horrible relationship. Okay. That is where the the issue is. Because there are so many more things that you share that are probably worse than nudes, okay? Maybe your partner is doing some illegal stuff, okay? Like probably illegal stuff that they get them into jail. That is something I think that is a bit more risky than, than you know what, than nudes, okay? Maybe it's because of the taboo that comes with sex or whatever it is. But in effect, what you need to do is ask this question. Not whether you're saying news to a person or not, but whether you trust the person you're dating or not. That's what it comes down to. Whether you send each other news or not is immaterial to the argument. Because the argument is not whether you should see each other naked or not, because you're going to see each other physically anyway. That's not the argument. Okay, the argument is, can you trust each other? That's just the thing.
I'm not even going to talk about the news, okay? Because, you know, people should see each other naked. I don't care. You're going to have sex anyway. So, you know, don't get it twisted. Just date people you trust, that's all. Don't don't get caught up with with people and say, okay, you know. Don't don't just meet somebody today and send them news, in other words. And just, just the same way that you're not going to tell them some deep, you know, secret about yourself just from the day you meet them. Like, you know, oh, when I was three, I killed a human being. No. Got to bed that thing in, you know. Just, just control that. Just, just, you know, I'm just saying. Don't be weird about these things. Anyway, thank you very much for joining me. Catch me later on on Friday night on ZFM every Friday or with the movement, uh, the show that is called The Switch, put in 6.30 and 7 p.m. Uh, if not, catch me next week and get in touch with me via email info at larryquidirai.com, www.larryquidirai.com, on Twitter at Quidirai. Quidirai is spelled with a Y-I. I say thank you very much. Take care of yourself and people that you love. It's been Larry. It's been the Quidicast. Peace, love, and unity. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out?